0: This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history and save big with Go Digital at scanmyphotos.com. Welcome to Ask Maureen, where we cover historical image analysis, genealogy, and how to work with your family photo collection. I'm Maureen Taylor the photo detective, and I'll try to answer your questions. Good afternoon. This is Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. Thank you for joining me for another installment of Ask Maureen Facebook Live. And today's focus is really on meta tags, posting images online, and good behavior with pictures online as well. But I want to start off with a question uh, on something totally different, which is lantern slides. So this is a lantern slide. This is a photographic lantern slide. And so somebody wanted to know what a lantern slide was. So early on, and the Encyclopedia of 19th Century Photography suggests that there were slides as early as the 17th century. Um, and a way to project them. So before photographs, say before 1850, lantern slides or slides on glass were obviously hand-drawn and hand-colored and then projected with a magic lantern. And then after 1850, uh, the Langenheim brothers uh, developed a way of putting photographic images on um, on glass and then projecting them. And this was a really popular entertainment uh, in the 19th century. So you would go to your public library and they might show slides of the Arctic, for instance, or slides of Italy. And somebody would talk and tell you more about what you were seeing on the screen. So this is way before PowerPoint. Um, This little one that I'm showing you here is actually a bride and an artist here in Providence, Rhode Island, which is where I live, created a, um, it's like a nightlight from them. I mean, this is not somebody's family photograph. It is a person, and I imagine it is someone's ancestor, but this particular slide was created for some sort of presentation. I have a couple of these. I have one little wolves in a basket. Um, It was really fun. So that's a lantern slide, and they were a popular all the way into the 20th century and then replaced by the slides that um, many of us have carousels full of. And let's talk about metadata. And what is metadata? It's a big technical term for something that's actually pretty simple. So a metadata is, if you want to use a formal definition, it describes other data. So when you think about metadata and your family photographs, you're thinking about ways to describe those family pictures. It tells you about the image, and I think of them as keywords or tags that you can use in some of your, or in all of your uh, photo organizing software. So what kinds of electronic tags might you want to put on a photograph? So you would want to put perhaps a title for the slide, and that would be a caption, maybe who's in it, Um, a date for that picture. And of course, in a minute, we're gonna talk about posting online and good behavior, but part of that is making sure that the metadata that you have with your picture identifies you as the person who has that picture in your collection. Think of it as citing your sources, only a photographic way of citing your sources. Because once you post that image online, and this is just a little easy, short Facebook Live, I think I'm going to do a longer blog post on this topic. Because uh, metadata sometimes gets transferred with your images and sometimes not, uh, depending on what you're using. And what you want to do when you cite that source is you're citing yourself. So maybe you want to include your email address, for instance. Or if you have a website, a web address, some way of contacting you, because you want to encourage good behavior. You want to encourage someone to say, wow, that's my great grandparents. I'd really like a copy of that photograph. And maybe this person has more information about those people. And so by putting that contact information in your metadata, you're giving them a way of 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 contacting you and it, it could benefit both of you 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 get information from, from them and they can get information from you. When you post images online, I have a couple of things I like to recommend. First off, please only post at 72 dpi. Sure, you can scan for preservation purposes at 600 to 1200 dpi and that's great. But that's not necessary to post anywhere online. 72 DPI is really all you need. And then I recommend that in addition to the metadata, that you somehow identify yourself on the image. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can do this. You can scan the picture with a little tag underneath it. So you put that photograph on a larger piece of paper and then write your name on that piece of paper, so that when you scan it and you post it online, that information is very visible. You can also watermark your pictures. And watermarking is really, really simple with a website called umarkonline.com. It's absolutely free. And if you download the program, which is not free, um, you can batch um, watermark. And you want to keep your watermark very, very simple. So it has to be maybe your name or your email address again something very very simple now uh what about good behavior and online sharing it is so easy to right click copy an image so you have an image online that you have found and it is your great great grandparents that you've never seen before and you're very excited and the first thing you want to do is click the mouse on the right hand side and then save that to your computer right It happens. But if that person hasn't embedded any metadata and hasn't put a watermark with that picture, you might not remember where you obtained it. And then you find it in your collection and you decide you want to share it on Facebook because you're so excited or you want to put it on your ancestry tree or maybe you disagree with what that person has said about that picture and you think it's someone else. I have given a presentation on protecting your images online at Roots Tech a couple of years in a row, and it's becoming a bigger problem. The more pictures there are online, the more opportunities there are for um, misuse or misidentification. And certainly I'm getting a lot of emails from people about that as well. So the watermark helps somebody contact you so they can ask you, gee, I don't know that this is actually the person you think it is. And then sometimes it ends up in my inbox as a photo identification question, and, and I love those. And then the metadata also helps them contact you. So basically, good behavior online involves if you're going to right-click copy an image, please take information with it. Please keep a record of where you got that information. You wouldn't go to a library and do some genealogy research and not copy For instance, the title page of the book or the copyright page of the book so that you could cite it later. The same is true with photographs. You want to have a a trail of ownership um, for where that picture comes from. And then the big question you have to ask yourself before you share any photographs online is do you have permission? Has the person who has that photograph in their family collection given you permission to share that picture online? we get very proprietary about our pictures and this is totally different than copyright. So copyright Judy Russell, the legal genealogist writes about all the time. I'm more talking about ethical use. So maybe you can't copyright that family photograph, but think about how you'd feel if somebody used one of your photographs online without your permission, something that you felt was near and dear to your family. Um, it can be a problem. And certainly all of us are sharing photographs more and more. Um, you can share them on all the major sites, Ancestry.com and FamilySearch. And and FamilySearch actually, I believe, recommends that you watermark your images. And even MyHeritage now has that new program called Photo Discoveries, um, which they demoed for me just recently. And I'm excited to take it for a test drive and write about it. Those are the basics. Metadata, identifies things in the photograph and you pick those keywords. And by the way, keep a list so that you use the same keywords for the same people. Um, Uncle Harry in one photo and Harold in another or calling him by his given name William in a third place is not going to help you um, find all the pictures of that particular person. Um, Posting online, remember, 72 DPI. You want to watermark them. And you want to use those electronic properties. So when you right-click on an image on your computer, you get a little drop-down menu. And one of the options is to save it to your computer. But another one is properties. And in that properties field, you can add um, the things that I mentioned, your email address, uh, information about the photograph, the metadata can go in that property field. Let me just review one quick second, make sure I've covered everything I want to cover. You get to decide whether or not your pictures are publicly available or not. Think of it as cousin bait. So if you put a picture out there and somebody finds it and they have information on uh, your brick wall ancestor, because I see a lot of pictures where people nests don't necessarily know or they think they know who it is and in fact the photograph pushes them back a generation before the record sources that they have found and that's a really fun thing to work on because you've got a picture of this person but no information to go with it And so when you share that online, you're basically, you know, casting out a line. It's spring. Let's talk about fishing. So you're casting out a line and you're trying to reel in people that might know something more about that picture. And by posting it, hopefully you're going to get that information. Um, You can use those pictures to tell a story. You can connect with family. And of course, the con is right-click copying. So. In today's installment, we've covered the basics on sharing and metadata and a little bit of information about those cool lantern slides. Maybe you have them, maybe you don't. But if you do, I'd love to know what you have. Don't forget, you can email me at photodetective at maureentaylor.com. And if you have a question, just go to maureentaylor.com and click the Ask Maureen button. I'll be back next month for another installment of Facebook Live. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching and listening. You can submit your questions for future episodes using the Ask Maureen button on maureentaylor.com or through any of my social media contacts. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as The Photo Detective and on Facebook at Maureen Photo Detective. I hope you'll come back for the next show. Don't forget to send me your questions.